What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Hello and good day to you. Welcome back to the Brain Body Resilience Podcast. I'm your host, JPB. And I want to start by saying thank you for being here. I had a lot of positive response from last week's episode with James Olivia, which was the very first in a series of conversations with some of the most incredible people in my life who really impact the way that I think and feel about things, how I choose to navigate, and who all do work that complements the work that I do. Um and have helped me to kind of expand my perspective in a lot of areas. And so I want to share their brilliance and insight with you to help um, expand your resources for stressing less and living a little bit more. So if you haven't listened, it's long and the uh, conversations will be probably around an hour or so. And I know that's a long time. So break it up if you need to, but definitely check that out for sure expect more to come. I think I'll be putting out uh, like one one conversation a month, probably the first episode of every month will be a new conversation. So stay tuned for that. All right, so today we're talking about anger. I posted something on Instagram last week that got a lot of response and resonated with a lot of you. So I wanted to expand here. Uh, the post went something like this. Um, learning to manage my stress and create space between myself and my reaction changed me. As it turns out, I am not just an angry person. I just had 30 years of coping skills and survival habits that masqueraded as my personality. Um, several years ago, after my husband and I were married, uh, one of his friends, who uh, I don't know, well, he said, oh, you married the angry girl, huh? Um, and then someone asked like, what did, what did your husband say? I'm curious. I think he just said like, yeah, I did. Um, and that always stuck with me. Um, cause I was, uh, I felt I had a lot of anger that I hadn't expressed. And so I want to talk about that and what that does today. Um, and I had some questions about specific, um, tools and resources that, um, might have worked for me. So we're going to get into that. So many of us have been taught that anger is a bad emotion, something that we need to suppress, to manage, to ignore, that it's bad to be angry. But anger is just an emotion and it is valid and useful like all of the other ones. There are plenty of times where anger is the most appropriate emotion, like when we were under threat. As a survival tool, anger would have been useful and still is in a situation where fight or flight are needed. Anger is an appropriate response to disrespect, injustice, potential emotional or physical harm to you or your loved ones. But this is where it gets a little bit tricky. Potential harm and threat can be very real, or they can come from the stories and fears that we hold about ourselves and the world around us. The brain doesn't know the difference between the scary shit that we're imagining in our heads and the things that exist in the physical world around us. The physiological response is the same. 
red alert, all systems go or shut down, depending on which systems they are and what is needed now. So if we are angry based on a threat that exists because we have imagined a threatening scenario at home, at work, at school, with your friends, with your partner, with your parents, with your kids. And this can look like a threat to not just like a physical danger, but a threat to our ego, our sense of social connection. It can be a threat to our uh, feeling accepted, our sense of control or certainty about the life around us. This is when we might feel bad about expressing the anger And then often that leads to like shame spirals and all of these things that are just not useful, uh, depending on how we do it. Because there's a part of us that knows no matter how real that potential, the potential of danger, hurt or threat to our emotional or physical state, we made that shit up. And, and then there's another piece to the puzzle. Resentment, which can present similarly to anger, uh, is a big one. It comes when we are not getting our own needs met, when we are not attending to what is needed in order to attend to everything else, when we are brushing ourselves aside and giving too much or outside of ourselves. And then we're lashing out because our own needs are not being met, which often means we are not actually committed to meeting our own needs. We are putting them aside to take care of others. We are more committed to taking care of work, to taking care of all of the things around us except for ourselves. And then we feel angry about it. And so we have to assess what is needed in these moments. So when we're putting ourselves aside, our selves then get angry and throw a fit. And again, then we might go into feeling bad and get into a shame spiral because we know we should in asterisk air quotes, be taking care of ourselves, because of course we should, we all know that. Uh, But then we have a tendency, I think a lot of us to just then get angry, turn that anger in on ourselves and beat ourselves up about how we should be taking care of ourselves. um, So that we have the energy and space and patience and time to care for all of the other things in life that are bidding for our time, energy and attention. And so instead of turning that anger inward and becoming all shame spirally. Let's look at anger for what it is and how we can work with it. It can show us what is important to us. It's an indicator of what it is that we need, what's important. It can be fuel for positive change when we have the tools to respond appropriately. Think of all the things that maybe have made you mad and then you want to change it. It shouldn't be like that. I'm going to have a better solution. A lot of social change happens in that way. And if we're looking at the physiological response of anger inside of us, research shows that expressing emotions um, is necessary and specific to anger. When we repress this emotion, it can lead to all kinds of dis-ease in the body because there is a physiological response that is trying to process the energy created by the emotion but it can't when we don't let it out. So then it festers in the body, creating outward symptoms. So we have to let that shit out. And the key here is to do that in a way that isn't harmful to ourselves or those around us. The goal is to express anger and let it process, not to blow up on our loved ones or turn it into self-criticism or the shame spiral. And I found that most of my anger 
outbursts, why that person, friend of my husband's, uh, thought I was just an angry girl. Uh, and he's not the only one. Other, other instances are coming to mind and we'll share those in a different episode. But most of my anger outbursts over the years that I took out on those closest to me, which is the worst part. Um, they came from overwhelm, from dysregulation, and from not having the proper tools to express my emotions, to take care of my emotional needs, and to care for my nervous system. I didn't know how to take care of myself, and so my big emotions just overflowed when my stress was high and I didn't have space for anything else. As always, we have to be able to put out the fire before we can begin to prevent. We have to be able to address the immediate activation and bring ourselves out of that activated sympathetic state back down to a more balanced, calm state so that we can then go forward through the rest of the processing of these emotions and responding to what it is in front of us in that moment. And some signs that your anger might be nervous system dysregulation uh, can be, you know, that you're easily irritated over the smallest little things that you're feeling on edge or tense, like one little thing can set you over the edge. I know I've uh, given this example before, but it always comes to mind because it's so ridiculous. I remember one time my uh, husband had put like the big forks in the little fork space in the silverware holder, the silverware drawer. And I was so enraged and I just... I became so angry. Like I just, I boiled over and it wasn't because of the silverware being in its space. It's because I didn't feel safe in my environment. If I didn't control every tiny little thing, I didn't know how to process my emotions. I didn't know how to give myself the recognition, the pause to even assess what was going on and what I needed in that moment. It had nothing to do with the silverware, but then I am freaking out about the silverware um, and boiling over onto my loved ones, the people closest to me, because I am not dealing with what's going on inside me in an appropriate and useful way. So my friend, here are some tools to turn to when anger needs to be processed. Tool number one, the pause. You have to learn to get get clear what your needs are. Anger is a sign that a need is not being met, a need for safety for attention, for connection, for rest. And so practice pausing and identify what it is that you are missing in that moment. Can this anger be useful to make positive change? Is it justified? Or is it coming from a place of dysregulation and a place of not having those other needs met? Another tool, number two, we'll call it, breath, of course. Breath is always, always my anchor tool. And starting out with not a specific type of breath work, not to change anything, but just as a way to connect to your body, just to become present and be, and then kind of remove yourself from the reactionary state to ground yourself a little bit. How does your breath feel? What is it like? Is it fast? Is it slow? Is it deep? Is it shallow? Just what is it? Bringing yourself into the present moment with your breath because it cannot exist in the past or future. We are only breathing right now. And so then once you're able to do that for a few breaths, now tool number three, move into your body, get out of your head, get into your body and identify where do you feel the anger? 
Does it have a temperature? Does it have a texture? Does it have a color? Is it trying to communicate something with you? And how can you communicate that by journaling, by singing, by drawing, by dancing? How can you express that? Remember, we have to be able to speak the body's language to move the energy and complete that cycle. So uh, this will be tool number four, move, Uh, scream, hit a pillow, stomp your feet on the ground, shake, do a hard workout, change your environment. Actual movement is helping you to move that energy through your body. That emotion needs to be processed. You have to go through it. So once you've moved some of that energy, we'll call this number five, tool number five, we can begin to use our breath as a tool to activate the parasympathetic system, that calming rest and repair system. And so with this, the exhale needs to be longer than the inhale, usually a one to two ratio. So if you inhale for a two count, then double that and exhale for four. Similarly with three to six or four on an inhale, eight on an exhale, whichever is most comfortable, depending on what your um, level of what your bolt level is, your ability to withstand the carbon dioxide, what your chemical exchange efficiency is. And that's a whole other episode. You can go back to the one on breath. I think that's episodes like 50 to 60 or something where I do the mini series. Um, And I'll do some more on that as well. I think it's time for another one of those. But um, that general rule, if you're trying to activate your parasympathetic system, exhale needs to be about twice the inhale length or at least longer, um, because we do activate, access our sympathetic system on the inhale and our parasympathetic system on the exhale. So do about five cycles of that and then reassess where are you at? Do you want to keep going or are you ready to move on to something else? And tool number six, another great tool um, is journaling. And I already mentioned that in how to identify the anger And this one can help in the moment to express anger, the rage, the discontentment, how much you fucking hate everything right now. Even when you know that's not really true, don't censor yourself. Just write whatever comes to you so you can express and start to process the energy and understand what it is that you're needing. And then once you have done that, you can then use journaling to reflect on how you can start to give yourself what it is that you need and how you can begin to focus on other states like gratitude, how to feel your joy after you've expressed the anger um, and are ready to redirect. So remember, these tools that we have to help us respond and navigate are not meant to eliminate the anger, or stress, anxiety, or any other natural human emotion. We are meant to feel all of the feels, even the ones that feel too big sometimes you do have the capacity to hold them and to process them. And when we feel like we don't, that's when we lean on our, on our support people, our support pets. And sometimes for me, my support plants. All right, my friends, I'm going to wrap this up. I hope these tools are useful for you. As always, I am grateful that you are here. If you want to connect, reach out. All my information is always in the show notes. You know I love hearing from you. If you found this episode useful, please share it with a friend who might also find some use in it. Um, I never ask for ratings, but if you feel so inclined, uh, if you want to go rate the podcast, do that too. 
I think sharing is more useful just because I want this to be helpful for people. So um, either way, I'm super grateful for any of those things. If you have suggestions for something you want to hear more about, I love that too. Until next time, I'm wishing you a beautiful week. I'm out of here. Peace.